Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you What's Working Now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. you're ready to scale your business but you're not sure where to start, you can take my free two-minute quiz to uncover the secret strengths of your agency owner personality type. You'll discover how you can use your strengths to scale and streamline your business without compromising you. Head to the show notes for the link sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Hey friend, welcome to episode 79 of Business Your Way. Today is part two of the mini-series where I'm diving into the world of systems. And you know that this is my favorite topic. Because systems are the backbone of any business, big or small. Systems are how you get from being a solopreneur to a micro-business to a small business to a big business to a large business, if that's the track that you're taking. Your business systems are the tools, the processes, and the people that keep things running smoothly and efficiently in your business and for your business. So in this mini-series, we'll explore the different elements of efficient systems and how they work together to create a cohesive and effective operation. We'll look at the importance of having the right tools in place the value of a clear and efficient process, and the role of people in managing and optimizing your systems. So whether you're a small business owner or a solopreneur looking to grow into a micro business, maybe you're an agency owner or an agency manager, or you are simply curious about how your systems are working and where you can make improvements, then this episode is for you. If you want to go back and listen to last week's episode where we dove into business tools and I talked about all of the business tools that would be ideal for a knowledge-based service business, agency business, where you are delivering services to your clients, then head back in your podcast player to last week, take a listen to that episode. 
in this episode, we're going to dive into the processes. So if you're ready to get all geeky with me, let's dive into this week's episode and talk more around the world of systems. Let's talk processes. Having clear and efficient processes in place is crucial for any business, especially when you're looking to grow your team. A well-defined process can help improve your team productivity, you can reduce errors, you can increase customer satisfaction, and who doesn't want to have raving, returning, and referring clients because the way that you manage somebody's interaction with you is consistent. Doesn't matter who they are speaking to on your team, the way that you're doing business is consistent and you are consistently getting results for your clients. All of that is backed by well-defined processes to help your team deliver the services to the standard that you see for yourself. One of the biggest fears that I see with micro and small business owners is the lack of processes. Because when you start to talk about having documented processes, it's like they're afraid that the business will lose its personal touch with its customers. But to be fair, it's the opposite that is actually true. If your clients can keep returning and working with you and they know what the process is for you to get the results for them, they are going to come back. They're going to refer their people and they're going to talk about you all the time. And there are many benefits of having clear, efficient processes documented in your business. So it's one thing to have a process, but to actually have documented processes, that's when you're going to take your business to a whole new level. So when you document your processes and they are clear for everyone in your business to follow, you get improved productivity. When everyone knows what they need to do and how they need to do it, tasks can be completed more quickly and more efficiently. So there's no second guessing and there's no wondering what they have to do. There's no making up the process as they go. They can just get quicker at delivering or at executing on the process that's already documented. A clearly documented process reduces errors. It helps reduce the risk of errors coming up in your business and the wrong thing going out to the client because the documented process ensures that everyone is following the same steps using the same information to complete the task. So then you can be rest assured as the owner that if everyone's following the process, we're going to reduce errors. I mean, We're still human, so sure, errors are going to creep in, but you're going to drastically reduce the number of errors that are appearing. Documented processes, they also increase the client satisfaction. 
a well-defined process can help ensure that customers receive that consistent, high-quality service. You as the business owner get to set that benchmark. And when you set that benchmark and you document it, everyone on your team is really clear around how you are serving your clients in that consistent, high-quality way that you want them to have from, from your business. When you have that clear process, it can help improve the communication within your business by ensuring that everyone is on the same page and working towards the same outcome. So then you can have team conversations around a process, around maybe why it is working or why it isn't working, a better way to do it. But when you have a process, at least you can engage the team in the conversation around the process and help everyone get better. So it helps you improve your communication to improve your processes to improve your outcomes. A well-defined and documented process can easily scale to accommodate the growth in your business. So allowing your business to expand without having to constantly redesign your process. So as you scale, you're going to have to make tweaks to the way that you do things. And when you know more, you can do better, which is, I love that. I love that saying, you only know what you know, and you can do what you can do with what you know. But when you know better, you can improve. And when you have a a documented process that you can then improve, you're able to scale a lot quicker because you're only making tweaks to what's already documented. You can bring people on board a lot faster, do things a lot more efficiently. You can do more in less time, which as service providers is what we are aiming for, are we not? And any process can easily be modified to adapt to the changing conditions that we always find ourselves in. You know, there could be new regulations in your sector or customer needs might slightly change or new advancement in technology allows you to use a better tool to carry out the process or to, you know, to implement your way of doing things, your systems in your business. So having it documented when you change your technology, it's just a tweak to the process. Any enhancement or changes in your tools should allow you just to tweak your processes and ideally get that ideal outcome of doing more in less time. So when you document your processes, they allow you to be flexible. They're not stuck in concrete. They're not written in stone. They can be flexible to allow for your growth. And as your business evolves, so your processes evolve. But by starting and taking the time to define and document your process, you can ensure that your business is operating at its best and delivering a quality, consistent service in the current moment. You know, don't don't worry that it might not be a perfect process or you know there's room for improvement. That does not matter. Get your process documented and then move forward from there. Designing and implementing a process that works for your business, it can sound quite daunting to begin with, but 
I know for me, when I really got serious about my processes and put it at the top of my priority list, like I didn't quite know where to start. It was all just a bit overwhelming. Like, should I start with this one? Should I start with that one? What happens then? Should Where should I keep them? How shall I organize them? These were kind of all of the questions. And because we were already a well-established business, I already had a team. Like I did have written processes, but they weren't used by everyone. They were really outdated. We hadn't taken the time to update them. So when I put this at the top of my priority list, like I really didn't know where to start. So If this is you too, then I've got a few key steps that might be helpful for you from my own learning. So one is you want to start by identifying the areas where tasks are already delegated to team members. So where you've already got a team doing tasks in your business, we want to get those documented first. It will give you peace of mind that the tasks that are already been delegated to your team are being carried out consistently. Your team will also thank you for making their job easier by documenting their process. Number two, gather information about your current process. Include any pain points or bottlenecks that's currently going on in your business. This will help you understand what needs to change and where the improvement needs to be made. So choose a current process, document it, take a look at where are the bottlenecks or the pain points in that current process, and then brainstorm how you can improve that, and then document that. Number three, Define the process by outlining the steps that need to be taken to complete the task. So make sure to include any inputs, any outputs, and any decision points through the process. Document the process by numbering the steps. Include any screenshots. You could also record the process being done and include a link to a video in your written document, what I call a standard operating procedure or SOP for short. So as you are completing the task, write down what are the inputs, what are the outputs, what are the decision points and number everything really clearly step by step by step by step because your standard operating procedures or your documented processes, they are a step by step guide to your team on how to carry out the task. Tip number four for you is to involve your team in the process of designing your documented procedure. This will help ensure that the process is practical and it will work well for everybody. So, you know, step number one was identify the tasks that are already outsourced. You could actually get your team to document the process that they currently take to do that specific task. So involve the team, get them to document what they're already doing, and then get everyone else's feedback into the design of that process. Tip number five is test the process with your team and then collect any feedback. 
So use this feedback that they give you to refine the process and make any adjustments to the process. So going back to my example, you've already got team members doing different tasks in your business. Those are the procedures and the processes that you're going to pick or first to get documented. Get the team member to document it. Then you can review it. Then you can give it to a different team member for them to carry out the task according to the plan. And then did they get the task done to the quality that you wanted and without any questions? Or where did they come up against any roadblocks? Tweak the process again. Sometimes it's just our languaging. Sometimes the languaging that we use can be fluffy and flowery or not specific. Our documented processes need specificity. So ensure that you're using the right language and that you are constructing your sentences in a way that's easy to follow. That's the other biggest downfall when you're documenting your processes is they're missing the specifics and they are ambiguous to read. So by having your team member document it, you review it and then just get one other member on your team to review it. By the time you go through that process, it's going to be really clear. People are going to be asking questions around, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? So sometimes it's not even the process that's unclear. It's just the language and the words that we're using are unclear. So test the process with your team. Then tip number six, once the process is finalized, communicate it to your entire team and provide training to ensure that everyone knows how to use that particular SOP, that particular documented process, that they know it exists. And then tip number seven, monitor the process over time to identify any issues or any areas for improvement. Use this information to make changes and to improve the process as you need. Keep your processes up to date with your current practices. Designing and implementing any process in your business takes time, but you have to implement the process that works for your business. And that in and of itself requires a combination of research, collaboration, and experimentation. So research into what is it that we currently do? You know, collaborate with each other to see that this is what works for us. And then experiment with it. You know, say to your team, all right, we're going to experiment with this process for the next uh, week or two weeks. Then we're going to come back together. We're going to collaborate on how we could do it better. Then we're going to make the tweaks to the process and then we're going to implement it. And so by following these steps, you can create a process that is tailored to your business, your business needs, and can be easily adapted as your business evolves and grows. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, to jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. Because we've all been to a McDonald's restaurant, right? I mean, I've travelled to many different countries around the globe, and guaranteed, in most cities, there's a McDonald's. 
McDonald's are a great example because every restaurant that you go to, regardless of the city or the country that you're in, it's the same. You know what you're going to get because McDonald's has implemented a standard operating procedure for every task in its restaurant. From food preparation to customer service, the process has helped the company to maintain a consistent level of quality and customer service across all its locations. And I suppose you could apply that to any franchised business. Franchise business are big business. And the franchise model is because all of the processes are documented and all of the franchise owners are expected to follow the documented process in delivering the product or service to its clients and customers. So I recently took my four-year-old niece to McDonald's, which is why McDonald's came up as the perfect example, was like top of mind. We walked up to the counter to order and I was immediately directed to the self-service kiosks to place my order. I mean, that just goes to show you how long it's been since I've been inside a McDonald's restaurant because my kids are now young adults. We used to frequent McDonald's when they were, you know, preschoolers because it was easy. But then as we grew up, it was more healthy food options. So I haven't been inside a McDonald's for I can't even tell you how long. So when I took my niece, we went in because we wanted to play on the playground and they had upgraded the way that you ordered food. They now have kiosks, which are self-service. You go to the kiosk, you order what you want. It gives you all of the upgrades and optional extras that you can add to your order. They know when to put all the right things in front of you during that process of ordering. But that's just another example of how that business has adjusted their processes as technology has advanced. So 20 years ago, self-service kiosks were probably in its infancy of what does that look like. Now we have, you know, touch screens, the AI behind such technology is so much more advanced than it was 20 years ago. So McDonald's, if they are capable of adjusting their processes, their systems as technology has evolved, then heck, you can do this too. It's just a matter of us as small business owners committing to put our processes in place and documenting our processes so we have a standard way of doing things in order to get that same outcome. So if I went to McDonald's in any city and ordered a sundae, a chocolate sundae, we would get the same thing in every country. The chocolate sundae that I would get would be in the same container with the same amount of ice cream and the same amount of chocolate sauce. So think about that when it comes to your business. How are you going to implement a process that allows your clients to get consistency regardless of the team member on your team that is delivering that service. Game changer for your business. So the other question that you probably have in and amongst, you know, how do I document my processes is where and how to store your standard operating procedures. 
This can get very messy very quickly once you start putting multiple processes into place. So I see this as another area where small businesses get stuck and then don't get started. Or maybe the other one, you know, that I see is small businesses, they get started, they start documenting, and then all of a sudden their SOPs live all over the place and they don't really quite know where to go to get them because some might live in Vimeo, they've recorded one there, some might live in Loom because it's under five minutes, some might be written and be in Google Drive and they're not organized their processes in any way that makes it easy for everyone to find. So storing your standard operating procedures is an important part of ensuring that they are easily accessible and that they can be kept up to date. So this is where I see the need for having a clear table of contents and a clear numbering system and filing system for you to put your SOPs into and they're grouped together so you have similar parts of your business in the same place. So if you are working in the marketing and you're working on marketing part of the business, then you'll find all of the marketing processes in the same place. You know what exists because you have a table of contents of all of the processes that have been documented. They've got numbers, they've got names, you know where to find them. It's all centralized. You can still have videos in Loom and in Vimeo and still have your written documentation in your Google Drive or in your Dropbox or in your Microsoft SharePoint, wherever you put the written one. So here are a few options for where and how to store your standard operating procedures. So one of the most popular options for storing SOPs is online, either on a company intranet or in a cloud-based storage, such as Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive. This allows your team, including maybe any contractors that you have on your team, so whether you have employees or contractors, this allows easy access to your SOPs from any location and ensures that everyone has access to the most up-to-date version of your processes. You could also have hard copies of your SOPs. This could be useful in situations where internet access isn't always available. You know, pre-COVID in my business, we actually had all of our SOPs printed in a hard copy folder as well as stored as soft copies in our digital repository. But now that we're a fully remote team and we're remote by default, we no longer have hard copies. So depending on how your business is set up, how you operate, you could have hard copies saved on a shelf that people can reference regularly. There is also such a thing as process management software. That is software that is specifically designed to store and manage your SOPs. This type of software can automate the process of creating, updating and distributing your SOPs. And examples of this type of software include Process Street, I've used that before, Sweet Process or Procedure Flow are all really good examples of process management software. Now, this kind of software can be pricey 
So like for micro and small businesses, I really just think all we need is a good like Google Doc with the written process with links to videos. I think that's all we need. But once you start getting, you know, maybe bigger business, then a process management software might become more cost effective for you once your team gets much, much bigger and you've got many people in multiple divisions of your business. That's where I personally think a process management software would become valuable. So yeah, for small businesses, like I really don't believe it's necessary. I think as long as you have like a template, a Google Doc template or a Word template that you have everything is written and is stored in the cloud. So again, Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, everything is put in there. From that single source of truth, that single written document, you can include links to your templates links to videos that shows you how to do the process. You can put that all in that written document. In my business, we've set up a monday.com board, of course, because you know I love monday.com. So we've set up a board and that's our table of contents and it's our review system all in one. So our monday.com board is searchable So if someone is looking for an SOP, they can put some keywords into the search field and it will quickly bring up any standard operating procedures with that word in its title. Or if they are looking for an SOP in a particular area of our business, they can just jump to that group of SOPs that exists for that particular part of our business. And then at a glance, we can look at our monday.com board, we can see whether the SOP is currently in review, whether it has been reviewed and it's currently implemented, when its next review date is, the link to the actual process is right there on the Monday board. We also put into our Monday board when the next review date is, so then it automatically notifies one of my team members who's responsible for reviewing that SOP. A reminder comes up for them and they go, okay, this SOP is up for review. They undertake that review and we've got a process for reviewing an SOP. So our Monday board, our Monday project management tool, which you can now see I use for multiple things. Last week's episode, I said to you I used it for tracking my new leads, for tracking my client contracts, my client invoicing, my client delivery system, our event project deliveries. I use it for everything. Now you can see I also use it to track my SOPs, to group them, link to them, make them searchable, make it really easy for my team to find the SOP they need go to the instructions, get the template they need, follow the process, get the job done. It's important to choose the storage option that works best for your business. Considering the type of industry that you operate in and the needs of your team. It's also important to regularly review and update your SOPs to ensure that they remain accurate and effective. And This is something that your whole team can be involved in, not just you. And it's a job that you can delegate. So as the business owner, you can delegate 
looking after all of your SOPs and your SOP system, you can delegate that to somebody else on your team. Just recently, I employed a virtual business manager and her responsibility are our SOPs. She's responsible for maintaining our SOP board, making sure that the processes are reviewed on their review date, following up with team members, writing new processes, identifying in our team meetings that we need a new process for whatever it is that we're talking about. She's like, oh, I don't think we have a process for that. It's like, great, let's get that documented. She establishes the SOP in its written format. She makes some quick notes in there about what we talked about at our team meeting. Then she hands it over to one of my team to fill in the detail. Once that's done, she allocates somebody else on the team to do the peer review piece. And then, if necessary, I'm involved at the very end to give it the once over to give it its final approval. I don't always get involved, but for the bigger, chunkier SOPs, I like to have my little finger on the pulse. So again, as a business owner, this isn't something that you have to do. You can employ one of your team members to do it. Alrighty. We covered a lot in today's episode, so let's recap the importance of having clear and efficient processes in place for your business. A well-documented process can help to improve the efficiency of your team, the quality of work that is put out by your business, and it ultimately improves your customer satisfaction. It can also help to reduce the errors in your business. It reduces the errors that make it outside of your business. And when the process reduces the errors, it removes you from being the bottleneck. It can increase the productivity of your team, meaning that we can do more in less time without compromising the standard of service that we want to be known for. And this doesn't have to be hard. But you do have to commit to making this a priority for your business. So follow the tips that I've outlined in this episode to design and implement a process that works for you, your team and your business. Don't go buying standard operating procedures on the internet, like don't go buying templates for all of this stuff. You want to create your processes according to the way that you do business. You want to make sure that you are creating a business that fits your business model, that fits the way that you want to run your business, the way that you want to balance your life and your business. All of that comes into how you design and document your processes for your business. No stock standard procedure that you buy off the internet is going to give you what you need to run your business. You're going to be end up by running your business according to somebody else's way of doing things. Here, I'm all about operating your business your way on your terms. We know what we know. We've got to learn what we've got to learn and we'll improve as we iterate. That is all part of being a business owner and being in business and taking this entrepreneurial journey. So just remember, it's going to take time. This is a long-term project, but it is one worth taking. It will pay off in the end because business is the long game and you are here for the long game. So 
make this setting up of your processes a priority and you and your business and your team are going to be so thankful that you did. Alrighty, my friend, I will see you back here, same bat channel, same bat place for part three in this mini episode. Next week, we are talking all about team and people, the role of people in managing and optimizing your systems. Talk to you then. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.